0: Beer with Buffy is a retro-analytical love roast of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. If you'd like to support our show financially, you can find us on Patreon.com slash Beer with Buffy. Don't forget to review us on iTunes if you like what you hear. I was told you were coming. The big bad is back. This time, I'm not getting the clearance to come into the initiative. I've been thinking about the world. like oh, vampires. Take a stand and stand It's fucking fantastic. I love that sound. Uh, the ice cream this one. Welcome to Beer with Buffy. I'm Rex. I'm Josh. Getting down to business here. Don't forget, we're running a t-shirt contest until December 18th. All you have to do is get on Twitter, make a post, preferably a glowing post about how much you love beer with buffy and all we need to see in that post is at beer with buffy and hashtag bwb shirt and you will automatically be entered in a contest or a drawing rather to win a beer with buffy logo t-shirt yay shirts yeah but we digress today's episode is season four episode six wild at heart and i'm angry I'm also angry, Rex. Very, very angry. I'm always angry. You know why I'm angry? Why? Because we haven't heard from anybody for like a month now. No voicemails. No texts. No emails. Not even a hate tweet. What gives, guys? (laughs) This makes me an angry panda. Is that better or worse than a sad panda? Yeah, There's a spectrum of pandas. (laughs) It's... Fuck your bipolar morality here. Okay. Better or worse. It's just, why can't you love the panda for what it is, with all the good and bad that comes with it, Rex? Sounds like somebody's chicken. I'm not a chicken. You do that so well, I think maybe you're a chicken. Also, I eat way too much chicken. That would be fucked up. (laughs) that's that's the only way i can think to make up for this episode rex yeah it's chicken two (laughs) the sequel (laughs) to another episode where i made chicken noises throughout well i mean it is the title of the episode's wild at heart so you know animal noises are condoned that's that's my spirit animal i'm a chicken at heart That explains a lot. I'm very wild. I'm a wild, (laughs) fluffy, fluffy chicken. Somebody told me that chickens are actually really smart. They are, actually. They're also terrifying. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe I told this story last time, too, but I feel like it's worth a retell. (laughs) So, a friend of mine used to have chickens at his parents' house. You know, like they had a family chicken coop. In back, And they went on vacation and asked me to take care of the chickens for a week. And the day <laughs> they came back, like the chickens were fine the whole week. I took their eggs. Nothing happened. Everything was fine. The day they came back, the neighbor's Rottweiler busted in and killed all of them. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, At least it couldn't have been your fault. Like, well, that was that that was the one thing that made me feel a lot better. I was like, damn, these people paid me to babysit their kids one time. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least the Rottweiler didn't eat the children. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Different. You know, that was a different time. But here's the really fucked up part. A year later, they went on vacation again and they got new chickens and they asked me to watch the chickens again. I was like, sure, I can do that. This time I'm definitely (laughs) not going to let the chickens die, even though I know it it wasn't my fault at all. I didn't do anything. (laughs) And then it happened again! (laughs) The day after I wasn't taking care of them anymore. At least they were off your watch. (laughs) Yeah, but two years in a row! Wow. A chicken. Coop. I bet they didn't ask you to watch their chickens a third time. They stopped getting chickens after that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "I'm really sorry, guys." They're like, "Oh man, dude, it's it's not you." Like, isn't it though? <laughs> it, you ha- you hadn't told that story before. I don't think I did. No. So yeah, that's <laughs> that's my sad dead pile of chickens story. That story and this episode make me feel identical amounts of sadness. Yeah, well, you know, at least you get some good dinner at the end of one. (laughs) Not really. (laughs) Well, in theory. How about a mom synopsis? Joshua. What are you doing, Joshua? Hunting, obviously. Duh, mom. Are you hunting (laughs) wabbits? Oh, God, mom, that is such an outdated reference. No, I'm fucking hunting angry pandas. And angry gorillas who are also in a band. And chickens with bipolar morality spectrums and double standards. Well, that's oddly specific. I did not give birth to a chicken! You are not Marnie McFly Now give me a goddamn mom synopsis <laughs> There I said the title of the bit Are you happy? <laughs> well what's what what is all this shit? Why is Oz leaving? What did what did he do to my poor baby sweet willow? Well he found another werewolf and pretty sure they banged and then he ate her jugular in front of Willow, so, you know, he's got some shit to work out, (laughs) to say the least. I mean, that's pretty much the whole episode, one big, long, slow reveal of Oz and Veruca from last episode making googly eyes at each other, and lo and behold, it's the full moon cycle of three days and three nights where Oz becomes a werewolf, he meets up with this other werewolf, turns out to be Veruca, who knew the whole time... And Oz, somewhere deep down, also probably knew that she was a werewolf. She tries to steal him away from Willow. He's not having it, but they totally bang his werewolves, and Willow walks in on that. So shit hits the fan, and, I mean, I, spoiler alert, we lose Oz. Yeah. And he I... fucks right off, <laughs> and he continues fucking off. And when he gets there, he just keeps fucking off some more. Ladies, gentlemen, spiny headed looking creatures. As soon as the sun goes down, 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 va- soon as the sun goes down, down, va- vampire. Competition is a beautiful thing. Cold Open. So we open to nighttime on campus where Buffy is running and being chased by a vampire. Much to the surprise of the vampire. She stops running suddenly as they get away from people, and he, she has lured him away from people to kill him. Haha, <laughs> thanks for the relocate. What'd she say? What, thought you'd get some helpless co-ed for dinner or something? But uh, she puns at him hard. <laughs> <laughs> I felt so sorry for him. I was like, oh my god, you're dying breath. You're expected to laugh at a bad joke. That's the That is torture. I enjoyed it. Come on, Buffy. You, you you gotta try out your material on on your vamp victims. No, th- there's another pun hidden. Okay, her painstaking efforts because she causes the vamp pain with staking efforts. She did say painstaking <laughs> verbatim, though, right? She did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> her, her well, painstaking puns specifically. Well, that's that's a better <laughs> pun than the than the heartburn joke. It is. It's quite good. How did you did you write down the heartburn joke? How does that go? I I didn't write it down. It wasn't that good. Something along <laughs> the lines of, you know, you shouldn't eat right before bedtime. It'll give you a heartburn. Anyway, yeah, painstaking. Yeah, painstaking. That's really where the joke was. Yeah. This is really upsetting. Buffy, just because your dad is a deadbeat doesn't mean you need to make dad jokes to compensate. That really seems counterproductive. (laughs) I personally happen to like her dad jokey banter when, you know, slaying vampires. It has its charms. But as she's walking away from the scene complaining that the forces of darkness just don't seem to be trying anymore... Spike is up on a roof spying on her. Yeah, careful what you wish for, Buffy. That's what this episode should have been called. <laughs> but but there's already a Goosebumps novel with that title, so that would have been lame by proxy. Is there? Yeah, I had a, a huge collection of those books. Uh, I had Animorphs. Yeah, my mom stopped buying them for me when I burned through one of them in two hours. <laughs> So? Right? yeah. Well, she had literally just bought it for me, and I was done with it. Two hours later, she was like, I'm never buying one of those for you again, because that's what she values, the amount of time that it shuts me up. Oh, yeah. There's no amount of educational value that is a factor here. You might enjoy it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And, God, it couldn't have been more than $5. Right. Come on. Yeah. Then again, she did buy it at the mall. So anyway, Spike is spying on her, and he starts talking tough. And then he gets tased. Oh, Spikety Spike! Oh man, he's playing the broody evil card so well. Here he, he's like, "Watch your mouth, little girl. You should know better than to tempt fates that way." Cause the big bad is back, and this time it's girl. Arg. <laughs> It's like a reference, man <laughs> In this episode of Beer with Buffy, Spike will be played by a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Not just any chicken. James Marst chicken. <laughs> You're damn right. Oh man. And then we go to opening credits. I'll open your credits. With my teeth. Whoa. That escalated quickly. Yeah, that... No. I'm sorry. I don't consent to that. Yeah, it's not Christmas yet. (laughs) (laughs) I don't consent to that even on Christmas. Yeah, why don't you put on these distinctly Christmas gift-wrapping paper-shaped pants? Oh! Anyway, (laughs) after after the credits, we go to... The bronze is that a crotch ribbon? Oh. The bronze, the bronze. There we go. Yeah. Sorry, I was trapped in a weird place. <laughs> I couldn't get out. Had had to pull you out with a with a well timed catchphrase. I wasn't sure what I was doing there, <laughs> but there was candy and a man in a van, <laughs> and everything was covered in glitter. Oh god there were free cheese sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> what? And a river of chocolate. Anyway, at the bronze, the Scoobies are hanging out and it, they're talking about how for some reason the bronze is better now that they're adults. And Willow's like, it's better because it's, it's familiar and it's like a comfy blankie. So uh, I was glad when I looked at this line because I didn't catch him actually say it. But we get to hear Oz say the word hootenanny again. Yeah. And he says, yeah, curfew-free nights of mom and popless hootenanny. Yep. And then uh, Xander adds to it, co-ed dating prospects who find townies sexy and dangerous? No, Xander. <laughs> what? I can dream. <laughs> yeah. Obligatory foot in mouth Xander moment. Very nice. And I liked this bit, though, between Oz and Willow. Because she describes the bronze as like a comfy blankie. Oz is like, I thought I was your blankie. And she says, you're my person blankie. This is my place blankie. Yeah, that is an important damn distinction. Just as as Willow's waxing on and on about the comfort and predictability of the bronze, Giles unpredictably shows up. Yeah, isn't that neat how they did that? Yeah. It's almost like they meant to. And the Scoobs are a little snotty (laughs) dickbag band about it. They're like, oh, old people, you can't be here because you're in the old people club. But Oz, Oz has Giles' back. Yeah, he did. I appreciated that. I was like, somebody needs to. Granted, I think he only had Giles' back because he had mad respect for the album collection. That was definitely a factor. I mean, we all know that they all have mad respect for Giles anyway. I just wish they'd, you know, stop treating him like the uncool grandpa character. Like, he really should be able to just be part of their group. Yeah, at this point. Definitely. Whatever. Anyway. There's a good line here. Giles says, you guys make me feel right at home. Xander replies with, isn't home that empty place you're trying to escape? (laughs) The look that giles gives xander is just like oh shut up yes the one that giles is so apt to do i thought his line of note here was well it's ages since i've been to a gig <laughs> and he just had to say it so awkwardly when he's uh, when i've been to a gig well don't look at me that way i'm i'm down with the new music and i have the albums to prove it and he does buffy goes for the Fucking jugular here. <laughs> yeah, but it's your cutting edge eight tracks that keep you ahead of the scene. Which is where Oz backs him up. He's like, hey, yep. I've seen Giles' collection. He was an animal in his day. And I love that he takes that as a compliment. I mean, yeah. especially coming from somebody who's literally an animal three days a month. Yeah. Yeah. We should figure out what kind of deal this is. I mean, is it a gathering, a shindig, or a hoot nanny? Well, gathering is breed song stylings shindig dip less mellow song stylings per perhaps a large amount of malt beverage and hoot nanny a well, chock full of hoot just a little bit of nanny but then the music starts playing guess who's playing it's shy and the very first fucking line is dip a finger in me <laughs> i mean what were the rest of the lyrics i don't know i didn't look them up i wasn't paying enough attention <laughs> But dip a finger in it. It seemed kind of sexual. What? Hey, Rex, how do you get a leper out of a bathtub? How? Nachos. (laughs) 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 Ew. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Anyway, um, I looked this up. So, have you ever heard of the band THC? Uh, No. It was a 90s alt band in you know the 90s weird uh but yeah the thc did all the music for shy okay so shy is not a real band oh oh no just like (laughs) oh god no (laughs) just like just like dingoes ate my baby yeah okay well that makes sense especially since they you know took the lead singer and actually made her a character in the show and and so that is definitely not the actress singing the lines yeah was it me or was her lip syncing fucking awful it wasn't at first, but when it started doing more close-ups towards the end of the scene, it like it was bad. It was I yeah, bad. There was just something off about it in the first scene, and then later in the episode when she's singing again, I'm like, nope, that is definitely just terrible and awkward and weird. And I can't tell if she's tried to sing over somebody already singing, or if they tried to have somebody mimic how she looked. I just cast somebody who can sing, damn it. Right? Come on. Oz, of course, hyper-focuses hardcore on Veruca. Yeah, like he does. He gets that mesmerized look going on. More to the point, Buffy also notices. To be fair, Oz and Giles kind of got that same look at this time, too. Right. But I think that was just a little bit of a burgundy barracuda yeah well part of it though i think oz really drops the ball here because obviously he's something is going on with him and veruca but specifically when willow asks what he thinks about the music his response is like "Eh, it's it's okay and it's like if you're acting so fucking smitten at least like say you're into the music or something at least own up to it just be like god this song is so amazing yeah Or, for fuck's sake, just be like, I don't know what it is, but there's just something about her. And then you could be like, hey, guys, maybe she's also a werewolf. I don't know. Proactive here, people. You're the Scoobies who have saved the world. What the fuck is wrong with all of you? Yeah, but then there's no plot complication. But it would make more sense. What if they all had cell phones, too? We just cancel out Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Well, my liver would thank me on that. And you'd also be really bored. Yeah, probably. But Giles also sings Veruca's praise. He does. And Buffy gives him one hell of a death glare. (laughs) Willow's sitting there looking insanely uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. I don't get what the big deal is, but we're about to find out. So we cut to um, in bed in the morning with Oz and Willow. Oz's apartment. Was it Oz's? Okay. Yep. They're doing all this cutesy patootsy coupley shite. Willow's dreaming about a sandblaster. <laughs> Oz like wakes up to it and then he's like, What's in the sandblaster? Like he's trying to engage <laughs> her in conversation. And you know, this is how we should have known that she was a lesbian. <laughs> oh. Oh, where is this one going, Josh? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I I have a pop culture reference to back up that joke. There was an episode of Will and Grace guest starring Rosie O'Donnell and I think this was the episode where she kind of sort of officially publicly came out as a lesbian and she was playing Jack's ex-wife and she comes out to Jack on the episode and he's like I don't believe you say something lesbianic." and without batting an eye she just looks at him and says Home Depot (laughs) (laughs) And he goes, ah, you are gay. <laughs> oh, so that's really I, all. That's all I'm channeling with the <laughs> with the willow and the sandblaster that's here. A show. I'm curious is <laughs> like looking back at that show. It, how problematic is that show? That's a very interesting question. I'm guessing not nearly as problematic as a lot of other shows. The reason why I ask that is because look at Big Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory is supposed to be, like, about nerds and geeks, but it's really, like, really fucking condescending to nerds and geeks. It is. It's written by cool people who are making fun of nerds and geeks, and somehow nerds and geeks, like, appropriated this already appropriated material. and it's a fucking awful show. Yes. It's super problematic. and And sexist. And Oh, yeah. Yet popular. And it makes me wonder about, like, Will and Grace was... Touted as being like this very pro gay show, yeah, and I wonder, is it still that? Now? That is an excellent point. Uh, when you compare it to Big Bang Theory, like that, because it's it's the same thing with Buffy. Buffy was touted as being such a pro feminist show, and now when we're going back and rewatching it, we're like, wow, this is this is not nearly as pro woman as we remembered it being. Yeah, it certainly had elements of that. A hell of a lot more than big bang theory has any legitimate geek culture anything. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Anyways. Anyway, digression aside. So basically the scene amounts to uh Willow is clearing it with Oz to go to this Wiccan group meeting while he's wolfing out for three nights. Yep. And he's um, cool with that. Well and But she did she was like, Oh, we could have sexy time and his line is well, that can't happen unless the extreme Jerry Garcia look turns you on. Oh, because she meant later that night. Yeah. I'm like, what? when he's going to be all hairy and Jerry Garcia looking. I don't know who Jerry Garcia is, but I'll take your word for it. He's a very hairy man. <laughs> I mean, I, I was like, I don't see what's wrong with morning sex, guys. Morning sex is great. You've had sleep already. You've got energy to burn. She's got to go to class. uh. Fucking class. Fuck class. Fuck in class. There's a lot of porn about that. <laughs> Dig this. Dig this. Sorry, you has a weight? Sire beheading. Hurry up, sweet dreams. Sunlight. Hurry up, sweet dreams. Water. Usual. Oh, yeah. I hit him. It's what? A desk. Go to psychology class here. And we've got um, Mrs. Walsh handing papers back to students and tells Buffy to lead a discussion group next class because her work was so stellar. Yeah, like... Hey, here, have this extra work and responsibility. And I've had teachers like that. Because you did so well. And I want you to be a shining example. Like, it's (sighs) bullshit. But I have had teachers like that. Now, I would have been fine with it had she said hey buffy would you be interested in i'd really love it and maybe this little insignificant amount of extra credit for you if you do yeah that's the proper way to approach that but she is she is far too much of a fucking hard ass for politeness yeah whatever but good on buffy for kicking some ass in academia yeah At least she's doing well in the class, and she's starting to impress Walsh. So, Willow's a bit jelly. Yeah. Um, But this time, you know, in a good and a fun way. Yeah. Enjoy it while it lasts, fuckers. We're heading towards Mopey Town. Yeah. I mean, not that she doesn't deserve to be Mopey, just it's not fun. No, it is not fun. These situations are never fun. So, she offers to buy buffy a celebratory cookie in the cafeteria for her academia at ick success yeah because she just someone's got to make up for walsh's really shitty prizes yeah so (laughs) buffy needs to go stop and talk to a ta aka riley real quick because walsh told her to ask a ta If she had any questions. Hey, I want you to put more work in than other students as a reward for doing good work. And I am also not willing or available to put any extra work into helping you accomplish that. That's college professors for you. Yeah, strike two, Walsh. I don't know. From my experiences, this is an accurate depiction of a college professor. I never had any experiences like that. Maybe I just didn't have a good college experience. Well... I had two kinds of college professors. I had the kind of college professor that was like Maggie Walsh. And then I had the kind of college professor who's like, this is a paycheck. Do what you got to do. There's a third kind. There's the ones that are pretending to be Mrs. Walsh, but they really just like the sound of their own voice. And they're actually insanely incompetent. At At least Professor Walsh is not that. Yeah, at least she's not a phony. She just has seemingly unfair expectations. Yeah. So everyone plans to meet at the cafe. Cut to the cafe where Oz sees Veruca and joins her at the table. Yeah, he reluctantly sits with her. Even when she invites him, he looks around and he's like, eh, but Willow's coming. And it's like, but you haven't done anything wrong, Oz. Why are you feeling so guilty? Their buddy. Really, Polly Shore? I don't see why not. What's the matter? You chicken? <laughs> <laughs> I, got <nothing. laughs> you too, I got nothing. You do chicken for Polly Shore. <laughs> That's a steep uh, level of chicken right there. <laughs> 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 oh, fucking Polly Shore. <laughs> Or don't. I said fucking Polly Shore. like That's right. I mean, he fucks. Uh-huh. He's Polly Shore. Give him a call. He might be interested. No, I, my point being is that do you see any of his work. The only way that man gets laid is being famous. <laughs> I don't know, He was entertaining for a minute. Whatever. I, I think Oz <laughs> and Veruca are more interesting right now. But yeah, Willow shows up, sees them from a distance and has a, a moment of hesitation. But then she kind of squares her shoulders and she's like, no, I'm just going to face this. Yeah. Goes up and sits down and it's awkward. Yeah. Why is it going to be so <laughs> fucking awkward? Insecurity is stupid. I mean, at least she tried. But right. Also, you know veruca was being just cold and catty yeah there there was no good reason for her to be well other than the fact that she's hardcore trying to steal willow's man like by the end of the episode i i realized that and that kind of makes this scene make a lot more sense on top of that though oz is really the fucking problem here Yeah, that's just what I was going to get to, is he really could have been more inclusive of Willow once she arrived at the table. You know, stand up, give her a hug, sit next to her, be all over her in front of Veruca. You know she's feeling weird about this, and you know she should be. Exactly. And it's not like he's having these weird, wandering feelings of, maybe I should break up with Willow and be with Veruca. No, he just understands that he's attracted to somebody else. Well, it's definitely more than just attraction because there's something about her. He can sense the werewolf in her.
1: Yeah. But, and,
0: but we're we're not there yet. The the point is though, he, he could easily have like greeted her the way you'd expect a boyfriend to greet his girlfriend. Yeah. He could have included her into the conversation in a way that wouldn't make her sound like a dumbass. Yeah. Maybe fill her in before you keep talking about amps with Veruca. Yeah. And maybe don't say, um, we're talking about amps, Willow. Be like. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, no, Hound Dog's a great song, but we were actually talking about Amps. It's all in the delivery, man. Yeah. Like, they just did everything they could to make Willow feel like a huge piece of shit here. And we know damn well that Oz understands it's all in the fucking delivery. Right? Well, Xander too, but, you know, on the other end of the spectrum. Well, right. I mean Oz's gift though is being the silent, more tacturn individual and then saying the exact right thing at the exact right time. Okay, yeah. In that sense. Xander just has good comedic timing. Yeah. No, Oz fucks this up. This whole fucking interaction, he fucks it up. He fucks up the episode. He fucks up all of it. All the things, he fucks it up. God damn it, Oz. Yeah. And then he bails. Like, really transparently. Like, the worst way possible, he's like, oh, I gotta bail. Kisses Willow on the head and then fucking leaves. No explanation whatsoever. Yeah, not even a good excuse. Like, oh shit, I just remembered I'm late for class or something. Right? Or I have I had an appointment with an instructor for office hours. And like, hey, I'm gonna leave my girlfriend with this chick that I'm obviously attracted to, and I'm gonna just up the awkwardness as much as I possibly can. Yeah, maybe they'll just work it out amongst themselves. That's how things work, right? Yeah, totally. I'm dating. I'm having serious dating with a werewolf. And I'm studying witchcraft and and killing vampires. It's like a drug. So then Veruca bails and obviously hates Willow's shirt because she says, great shirt. No, she says, good shirt. Specifically, good shirt. Good shirt. Oh, Ouch. Which is just weird fucking wording to just hammer home how not good the shirt is. Yeah, which I really liked that shirt. I specifically was like, man, that's really colorful and poppy and just she's in such a good mood. She's wearing it so well before we got to this scene. And then I'm like, oh, fuck you, Veruca. Yeah. And then Buffy shows up and Willow's like, why didn't you tell me my shirt? Oh, How come you didn't tell me I look like a crazy birthday cake in this shirt? uh wasn't that the goal (laughs) right yeah and she does kind of look like a crazy birthday cake and isn't that the goal right (laughs) (laughs) yeah you you pick a look and you go with it because you're feeling it and willow does the colorful cutesy shit really fucking well yeah but if you have any kind of a an ego that Tends to flip flop based on your mood because that's happened to me before. You know, I'm feeling great when I leave the house, so and I pick some brighter clothing that I normally would, and then something puts me in a bad mood, and then I'm just really uncomfortable and I just don't want to be wearing those clothes anymore. But now, like, fucking everybody's noticing me, and then I'm wearing color, and they're like, Hey, you never wear color. To be fair, you never wear color. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm afraid of that happening. Meh. Because <laughs> it normally does. Anyway, I guess what I'm saying is I'm unstable. Oh, we knew that. <laughs> um, Everyone's listened to your mom's synopsis. <laughs> <laughs> if there was a bigger red flag, I'd like to see it. But yeah, Willow's Willow's really worried about Oz being attracted to Veruca. She's very jealous And (laughs) hey josh yes rex did you flog or punish yourself today (laughs) that is an excellent question i'm so glad you asked me that and the answer is (laughs) yes i am flogging and punishing myself right at this moment i really had hoped i was going to be able to deliver that line with a straight face but (laughs) it was not happening (laughs) so So Buffy's reassuring Willow that Oz is n- not the type to stray, and that if he is having these feelings, he is most certainly flogging and punishing himself. This is sounding wrong before I even finish. Direct quote from Buffy. So, that is a very personal question, Rex. I don't appreciate you asking me that on this podcast. Are you flogging and punishing chickens? That's just the sound I make when I climax. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Cut real quick short scene to the crypt where Oz locks himself in a cage, but then turns into a werewolf and then breaks out of the cage. Well, this escalated quickly. It really did. Yeah. Yeah. Cut to Walsh walking home. An angry gorilla jumps out in front of her. She's like, oh no, an angry gorilla. (laughs) I should run from this angry gorilla. (laughs) And then something somewhere in the back of her brain corrects herself. She's like, no, it's supposed to be a werewolf. Oh, you're right. (laughs) Take two, please. All right. (laughs) But there's... A second werewolf. Oh, no. Dun, dun, dun. And they bang. But we don't have the money for a second werewolf, no. <laughs> They're having a, a fun fight, let's say. Yeah. Very, uh, very affectionate fight. Yeah. You know, it's like when you see two dogs boning. <laughs> <laughs> Dro- dropped the curtain right there. <laughs> well, wow, because they're all growly and like one's holding yeah. the other one's neck with its teeth. Or is that cats? I have never watched cats have sex. I've never been to Broadway, so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, cut to the morning where Oz wakes up next to Veruca and they're both naked. It's naked, naked, naked time. Interesting enough, obviously she's the other werewolf. But interesting, uh, interestingly enough, she can remember the change and what happens at night, which I think is presumably because she. It sounds like she's been a werewolf longer than Oz has, and has embraced the nature. Oh, very much. Shit, she sounds like she was raised by werewolves, right? But she finds it very appalling that uh, Oz locks himself up in a cage. Yeah. Oz is, to put it lightly, for <laughs> Yes. Emotionally overstimulated. Definitely. Cut to the, a laundromat where she berates him for being worried why not just embrace the werewolfness? Well, it wasn't a laundromat per se. It was just a laundry room in one of the dorms
1: because I mean, they were
0: kind of counts as a laundromat. I mean, kind of, sorta. I mean, they were buck fucking naked. They had to walk down a sidewalk, butt ass naked, at some point. Yeah. To get into this laundry room. Have you ever been into a dorm facility laundry room? No, I've never lived in a dorm. There's no such thing as walking in without somebody else being in there already. So the odds are just astronomical here. Just thought I'd point that out. Good to know. Yeah. I like to think that there was somebody in there. And they were just like, yeah, what's your problem? (laughs) I'm fucking doing my laundry here. (laughs) Phi Beta Kappa, fucker. (laughs) I don't even know if that's an... A, a, no a real frat, clue. but it would be even better if it wasn't, and they yelled it, and somebody just accepted that. But uh, Oz is obviously worried that they hurt somebody. She starts attempting to seduce him and wants a less wolfy repeat of last night. Less wolfy? Yeah. Well, what are we going to replace that wolfiness with, Rex? Flesh. Of? Human flesh. like Oh. Okay. What were you going for? No. Something about a chicken. Give me an excuse to make chicken noises. <laughs> Damn it. I got nothing. <laughs> there you go. Okay. <laughs> she's like, "You, we could do it right here on the floor. And yeah. he's like, no, I can't. <laughs> and she's like, we belong together. And he's like, "Ah, oh, you're too sexy. I have to go. <laughs> and she's like, okay, see you tonight. He's like, no. I say young people don't learn anything in high school nowadays, but I've um, learned to be a friend. So what was the uh, story about that alligator? So we cut to a hallway, uh, presumably outside of Mrs. Walsh's class, where Miss Walsh is telling Riley and, uh, by proxy, Buffy in a moment, uh, exactly what she saw the night before. Yep. Uh, Attacked by wild dogs. Yeah, she's like, Buffy, I hope you're careful at night. There were wild dogs chasing me. Riley's like, did you have a question, Buffy? This is a very private moment between me and Mrs. Walsh. If this could get down to business or if you could (laughs) fuck off over there, that would be splendid. Splendid? But, But yeah, obviously Buffy suspects that it wasn't wild dogs. It was werewolves because Professor Walsh says that originally she thought it was some sort of gorilla. And everybody on the show is magically able to piece all of these separate elements together. Like, you guys! <laughs> it's almost like we're acting out a script that was written for us! To be fair, though, it tracks because if she describes something that looks like a, a Some sort of cross between a gorilla and a wild dog. And it was the full moon last night. I mean... Oh, sure. And, you know, she immediately suspects Werewolf and Oz, and she needs to check on Oz. But she goes to Giles first for some reason. So we cut to Oz's dorm. Where Oz is looking through the newspaper. Back in the day where you got actual news out of a newspaper. At least, you know, we thought we did. Who really knows? Well, it was actually news back then. Now all newspapers are basically the same, like 50 articles written and then sent to all the local newspapers. Oh, that's lame. Yeah. Good to know. Unless you're looking at like a big name newspaper like the Wall Street Journal or New York Times kind of thing. That's legitimately very interesting. So Willow enters in a darker, sleeker clothing than she normally would choose. Yeah, because she's trying to be more like Veruca. It would seem. Yeah. To try and catch Oz's eye back, and uh, she apologizes for having been spazzy at the table scene. And he's very unconvincing to me, anyway. But oh, she yeah. she seems convinced for a moment when he tells her he didn't notice any difference in her behavior. And really, he should have apologized for him and Veruca being weird and rude. Oh, yeah, definitely. But he didn't. And then, of course, Willow tries to initiate sex and Oz shuts her down, mostly because he obviously doesn't want to take his shirt off in front of her. Oz, do you want to do the sex to me? And Oz says no. Yeah, well, he's covered in scratches. Yeah, yeah. Like, deep ones. Like, that shit looked like it stung. Right? No shit. And also, you're wearing some other random ass hat's polo from on campus. Yeah, and then claimed, oh, laundry day came and went. Yeah. I hope that came out of the dryer, because I wouldn't want to wear somebody else's dirty laundry. Otherwise, you're definitely getting a staph infection. Yeah, he, he was standing in front of a dryer. Okay. But no. Do you think for one second... That Willow doesn't have memorized when he does laundry. Not only when he does laundry, but every single article of clothing he owns. We're talking about the woman who knew Xander's fucking blood pressure. (laughs) And I think she was correct. I think she sees right through this ruse. Yup. So she leaves rather abruptly. Because what was her option? Sit there and be like, okay, well now I just feel like an asshat. When it was obviously awkward even before, obviously something's fucking going on. Cut to Giles' house. (laughs) Oh, I love this bit. He's watching daytime TV. It was a game show of some sort. Yeah, and it was a nondescript game show, but he answers the question right. And I just like his line. He says you moron that dinette set should be mine (laughs) (laughs) yeah no you don't want to win game shows though people who win game shows end up paying more in taxes than even the items themselves are worth not the best jeopardy player ever who went on to win three million dollars over 30 something episodes Huh. And before he went on Jeopardy, he was a fucking sports gambler. And then he decided he was going to go on Jeopardy and prepared for a year. Neat. And he's labeled as the best fucking Jeopardy player ever. Well, there's exceptions to every rule. <laughs> <laughs> Buffy knocks on the door. Giles answers. And he says, you come on business, I hope. <laughs> Buffy replies, yes, lucky for you. People may be in danger. <laughs> And Giles backtracks real hard, making a beeping sound with his ass. Like this beep, man is this man beep, is just farting beep, beeps right now. Beep, beep, I, I only meant keep making the beeping sound. I didn't beep, say stop. Beep, I only meant beep, uh, that i meant the ready. Beep. Giles. We can all tell that you are just fucking bored. Yeah, well, also, I mean, that's a dick move, Buffy. Cut the man some slack. <laughs> you know he's bored and unemployed. So she tells him about the werewolves and her theories and the goings on. And he's like, oh, well, I'll look into it. And she's like, I'm going to go talk to Oz. And he's like, good plan. <laughs> I have game shows to watch. Cut to an unexpected place. I didn't expect this remotely that willow would be going to xander's house yeah i really appreciated that actually well we have to build their friendship back up now because oz is fucking off right so wise guy xander provides some legitimately good advice basically in a normal situation he explains you know meta layers of assumptions start to blur communication therefore xander's theory is that oz is sensing willow's fear and jealousy even though she doesn't want to talk to him about it because she doesn't want him to know that she's scared and jealous, even though she actually is. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why you need to talk that shit out, which is exactly what Xander tells her to do. I also want to point out one of the things he says before he actually gives that advice. uh, When Willow is trying to explain the problem in her willowy way, where she doesn't want to say the, the words involved, he looks at her and says... Hey, if you're going to do it, I think you should be able to say it. When talking about sex. Oh, yeah. And, like, that is a very fucking important thing. Yeah. Like, if you can't fucking say, hey, sex. Stop giving Voldemort so much power by making his name forbidden. Exactly. Yeah. If you're going to talk about banging, talk about banging. Damn right. And you're what? Shocked and disappointed? I'm evil. You should know better. You should know better than a fate. The fate. Well, that was pathetic. You should know should better than attempt the fate. The fate a lot more that. fantastic day. Birds singing. Squirrels making lots of rotten little squirrels. Cut to Oz's cage where Oz is welding dramatically. I didn't yeah. think you could weld dramatically, but he found a way. Have you seen any '80s music video? Did they do a lot of welding? Fucking metal sparks everywhere, man. Oh yeah, you're right. But is it because they're welding? I guarantee some of it's welding. Some of it's also probably like a grinder, grinding metal. Anyway, the dramaticism here is really more attributed to the slow pan around Oz and the broody, broody music. Damn, Oz. All this time, and we only just now get to see your true broodiness. Yeah, he's been holding out on us. This boy had so much potential. <laughs> Ugh. Also, he spends a lot of time this episode without a shirt on, and damn Seth Green. Right. Well, you know, they're not taking Spike's shirt off yet. David Boreanaz is fucked off doing a different show. They had to take somebody's shirt off. Joss Whedon was just sitting there going, damn it, we need some (laughs) sexy, virile young men with no shirts on. That's what this show is missing. And he knew that this was his last fucking chance to get Seth Green without his shirt on. So he points at Oz and Oz goes (laughs) 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 and his shirt just goes in a cloud of feathers (laughs) 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 and he shat an egg (laughs) they had egg salad (laughs) for weeks (laughs) weeks (laughs) it went bad before they could eat it all (laughs) <laughs> anyway obviously buffy shows up and is like oh you must have got out there was another werewolf do you know anything about said other werewolf no i don't know anything about said other werewolf i'm oz and i have decided to lie to all of my friends this is me oz lying to you right now <laughs> and buffy says uh well if I find another moon doggo tonight, you might have a roomie. <laughs> Awoo. Does she say moon doggo? She did not. She should have She really should have We need to go back well, do- in time. Doggo wasn't a wasn't a phrase Yeah, man. that was not a meme-ism but yet. From now on, I'm going to refer to werewolves as moon doggos. Moon doggos. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Pupper moon doggos. So yeah, even Buffy notices something's going on with Oz. She's like, even for you, you're being more monosyllabic than usual or something like that. Yeah. And he's like, guilty as charged. Cut to the <laughs> bronze. It's kind of a montage, but not really a montage. Oh, yeah. Shy is practicing and Veruca is singing while they cut to Oz being kind of mopey and Willow being all worried and mopey. Yeah. Yeah. I fucking hate Veruca's lip singing here. It's awful. This is this is where it is at its worst. Sad montage is angry. <laughs> yeah, you didn't expect that, did you? You thought sad was sad, but that's subversion for you, fuckers. <laughs> sad leads to anger. Anger leads to the dark side. And the dark side leads to cute little Yoda babies. And cookies. Sure. Why not? <laughs> Emily has a a bumper sticker that says, come to the dark side, we have cookies. And a nice little garden path, but beyond that evil! (laughs) (laughs) Back to the cage. At the end of the, like, pseudo-montage thing, Oz picks up his phone. But he's not calling Willow, he's calling Veruca. Okay. And so, cut to the next scene where, in the crypt, and Veruca's coming down the stairs. Yep, she shows up to wreck some homes. Yep, and... So Oz is trying to get her to get in the cage with him. Come with me and you'll be in a cage with pupper (laughs) moon (laughs) doggos. Oh, I hope pupper moon doggos fits for a title. (laughs) All the chickens you can eat. It's a fucking buffet. This gets erotic rather quickly. Right? This is the first moment where we see Oz give in to the temptation of Veruca while he's still in his human form. Yeah. I think this could just be him allowing himself to do to do that, to betray Willow like that, because he knows it's the only way to get Veruca in there with him. To keep people safe. I think that is ex- exactly what his motivation is. I think he's still enjoying it a lot, but he I is mean, very much flogging and punishing himself internally as well. She's she's hot. I wouldn't say no. Oh, this episode then, of Beer with oh. Buffy brought to you by Nice Guy Josh and Nice Guy Rex. Yes. Hey, Cut to a very not happy scene... I I might say that this scene makes me very, very angry. This scene makes me nearly physically ill with with how real it is. Yeah. Um, Before we even get into the actual scene, I want to give monstrous major props to Alison Hannigan for her acting in this. Because holy shit. We're not worthy. Like, oh, God. I've seen this show so many times and I nearly had a fucking tear in my eye watching this scene. Oh, dude, she nails it. Oh, so fucking good. So Willow comes down to discover Oz and Veruca naked, naked again. I was surprised that she didn't immediately like run away. Yeah, she just stood there and drank it all in in all of its painful, painful glory. Oz wakes up almost immediately. Uh, to his credit, he puts on a little bit of clothes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he throws on his pants at least. Um, Veruca only puts on her fucking jacket. Huh. No pants. Well, the woman's an animal. What can I say? hey They're... <laughs> They're probably shredded <laughs> to bits. What can I say? Oz tries to explain. Yeah. I mean, the, the simple fact is, Rex, he could have done more. There were alternative solutions. Yeah. And she knows that. Even Veruca's like, yeah, she's got a point. Not now, Veruca. The moment where Oz fucking yells. The only time we've ever seen him yell. I had to pause it and take a moment. That was jarring. On the same ground, major props to Seth Green because he fucking sells this episode So fucking well. Yeah, he knows how to save up for a moment. Right? Yeah. Damn, does he. We'll never accuse that man of overacting. No, definitely not. Occasionally underacting. Yeah. But I think that's better. Underacting with grace. Yeah. But yeah, obviously Willow's pissed that Oz has lied to her. And not just like once, like multiple times. Lied completely, totally In its entirety, about everything to do with Veruca. Even before he needed to. Yeah. It was a snowball effect, and everything just got so fucking out of control. The very first fucking time that he saw Veruca, he could have been like, like, there's something there. I don't know what it is, but... And they could have, like, done a little fucking investigation and probably figured out what was going on. Yeah, but Seth Green wanted to go make robot... Buffy, you made some bad choices. You just might have to live with some consequences. This isn't over. If I have to, I'll go all the way to the mayor. Oh, no, this is actually... He left, he left Buffy specifically to make movies. Uh-huh. Not Robot Chicken. Huh. But he ended up making Robot Chicken. Yeah, that was after the fact, though. I'm sure... He, I know he had a few movie roles... Honestly, I wasn't sure if they were before or after this. When did Austin Powers come out? Well, the first Austin Powers movie came out before he started playing Oz. Okay. I'd have to look it up, but he was probably playing Oz at the same time that he did Austin Powers 2. That obviously gave him the prospect of a real movie career. And so that that's when he started doing actual movies. There was this other one. It was a teen-style movie... Can't Hardly Wait, that's the name of the film. I remember seeing that movie in middle school, probably early high school, because it came out in 98, Yeah, and he was this awkward, goggle-wearing doofus who goes to this big frat party thing where everybody's excited because they're graduating and everybody's doing different things. And that was, I think, the my first movie experience with Seth Green. But that was like right about the same time that he was starting Buffy the Vampire right. Slayer. My, my first, my first introduction to Seth Green was a movie called Airborne, which came out early fucking nineties. And it's about it's a fish out of water story about a kid who's from California and he's a surfer and he has to move to Seattle and live with his aunt and his uncle and his cousin. And Seth Green plays his oddball, long haired cousin, Wiley. Basically, the surfer kid realizes that he forgot his fucking rollerblades, and he gets his rollerblades, and he, of course, he has to, like, compete against other rollerblade people in a race for the girl sort of circumstance. Interesting. Didn't he also do a movie called uh, Without a Paddle, as in, you know, Up the Creek? That was several years after Buffy. Uh Uh-huh. So he, he did, like, five or six fucking movies in 2001, almost, like, immediately after he was done with Buffy. Yeah, because that's the whole reason we were talking about this. Yeah, that was the peak of his movie career. And after 2005, it kind of bombed. Yeah, well, I mean, you when you do three Austin Powers films, it kind of has that effect on your career. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For everybody except Rob Lowe, but I don't think Rob Lowe was in all three of them. So Willow leaves... Goes wandering about downtown and wanders right into traffic. Seemingly on purpose. Kind of, yeah. And just at, this happens just as uh, Buffy, who's across the street, sees it. But who saves Willow? Riley. Yeah. Riley's like, hey, whatever it is, it's not worth hurting yourself. So Buffy takes a despondent, nonverbal Willow back to her dorm. Buffy tells Willow she's going to go find Veruca before sunset and take care of some shit. Without saying it, she looks at Willow in the eye and says, I am going to kick her fucking ass for you. I have a bitch to kill. (laughs) That bitch going to get killed like the Scottish. (laughs) Like the Scottish? Yeah, they got killed. Oh, God. (laughs) Uh, You were complaining about Buffy's puns. Yeah. You should feel sorry for yourself. I'm not sorry. Buffy tells Willow to put the blame where it belongs and not to hurt herself, and she leaves, and Willow seems to take this a bit to heart. Well, the whole fucking scene, she is way too calm. This is excellent foreshadowing to Dark Willow right here. Oh, it really is. This is where we realize... Uh, this is where we first start to see a glimpse of the lengths she'll go to when she is in the depths of despair and more importantly how much she does not understand that magic is fucking dangerous it's toxic it's like a drug yep and so we cut to Oz's place Buffy meets up with him to go hunt for Veruca he has the idea that he can sniff her out and also he's just naturally attracted to the same locations that she is and he starts to speak and Buffy's like no fucking shut up yep shut your damn mouth this might be a good time for your trademark stoicism Oz shut the fuck up (laughs) (laughs) cut to where all magic happens a chemistry lab well, you're not wrong. Exactly. And it looks like she's getting really vindictive really quickly. Oh my. <laughs> and uh, and that makes me sad. Like, actually sad. Yeah. Because I know she's angry and I, I know Oz fucked up, but he deserves happiness regardless of his indiscretions. We all yeah. do. Unless you're a murderer or a rapist and then I have no sympathy. Right. Yeah. But we cut away from that to Oz and Buffy hunting down Veruca, but they don't find Veruca. They find Veruca's clothes. And then they quickly realize that Veruca is probably using the clothes as a decoy while she's hunting down Willow. Yep. Uh Uh-oh. They take off running. Buffy really quickly fucking head-on collisions with some other fucking dude In the woods. Yeah, one of those random fucking soldier guys. I wonder if it's Riley. I kind of hope it is actually Riley. I'm pretty sure it is. Just judging by the silhouette and the way he moved, I'm pretty sure it was Riley. Yeah, and just the exact comparison of size of this soldier to Buffy. And uh, I don't remember a whole lot, but I have vague recollections that we go at least an episode or two of Riley knowing... That Buffy was in the woods with a fucking sniper rifle, or what looks like a sniper rifle, but Buffy didn't know that it was him. I would like to see that pan out, because I don't remember that at all. Yeah, and if that's not a recipe for a good sitcom, I don't know what is. (laughs) We cut to the chemistry lab, where Willow's about to complete this really fucking heinous spell. Yeah, she's about to make it so that he can never love ever again, or some shit like that. And, and only feel scorn and hate and regret. And I think the thing that stops her is the realization that if you do this to him, he can't love you either. Well, and also, I, I think it really hit home as she was about to burn this really nice like senior photo of him. And she just couldn't do it. And I was sitting there just breathless like... You couldn't possibly throw that in a fire right now. You're angry. Put the picture down, Willow. But I, yeah, and I couldn't remember (laughs) if she had actually cast this spell or not. Me either. But she doesn't. She doesn't, yep. Instead... Veruca slow claps her way into the room. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) couldn't have said it better myself. (laughs) Well, thank God. At least that's still working. I type that into a calculator and it makes a happy face. Huh? It's all just Portal 2 references at this point. Oh. It's like three different Portal 2 lines wrapped into one. Oh. When they're falling down that long ass tunnel. <laughs> oh, fr- <laughs> which, <laughs> Gladys suddenly only has the power <laughs> of a potato. <laughs> and she's slow clapping it, Chell. Well, my slow clapper's still working. At least there's that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, she doesn't actually slow clap, but that... Like, that, that was the effect. She should have been. She should have been slow <laughs> clapping. Yes, it's to sing. The good guys are always stalwart and true. The bad guys are easily distinguished by their pointy words or and, uh, We always defeat them and save the day. No one ever dies, and... So she's doing her evil villain taunting speech. She's yep. just She's gone full villain. She knows what's at stake now. She's had the Oz. <laughs> <laughs> Once you've had the Oz, you can't go back. Yeah. It's either you murder people. <laughs> <laughs> and that's very much the point of this evil villain speech. I didn't write down any direct quotes, but no, she's I like, Willow, Willow, Willow. I'm not surprised that you had no BALLS to cast that spell. I thought I was dealing with a heavy hitter for a second here, but sometimes you just gotta murder to get what you want. But it sounds like somebody's... chicken. Chicken you say? I dare say... parmesan. I nearly spit my beer on my microphone. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, I you know, I am impressed I haven't done it yet. These things are expensive. I am aware. I mean these are on the cheaper end of expensive, but still expensive. So just as about just about the time that Veruka is going to gobble Willow on up, Oz Kool-Aids through the, the door. Yes, but we're also cutting back and forth between Buffy's little scuffle with the masked figure in the woods. Not a big deal. At first, I thought that they were fighting over the gun, but I think they were both just very confused and dumbfounded that they both ran into somebody else carrying an identical weapon. Right, and so they each grabbed a gun and ran off in their separate fuck-off directions. I could have sworn there was going to be a sitcom-style, oh, they got the wrong gun, one of them's a rifle, and the other one's a tranq, but it that was not the case. Then Oz Kool-Aid's into the door. Oh, yeah! There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and he tells Veruca to fuck off! And they fight. Yeah, yeah and... So, the moment that they turn half-wolf, is an, it's not a great effect, but I want to say, them as half-wolves look way fucking better than them as full werewolves. You never go half-werewolf! <laughs> oh, wait. No, you do go half-werewolf. And they look way more intimidating yeah, as I, half werewolf. I really hate their full werewolf costume and makeup. They're too fucking shaggy. Yeah. Like you guys! <laughs> There's a little too much of me going on there. All they want to do is eat sandwiches (laughs) and smoke pot. Wait, you think Shaggy was a pothead? Yes. (laughs) Wow. You just blew my mind. My mind's penis just went. (laughs) The fight's pretty quick. Yep, Willow watches as Oz absolutely destroys Veruca's carotid artery. I think the reason why this fight was so quick was because this was the first moment in Oz's time as a werewolf that Oz and the werewolf had the exact same plan. And that was we're going to fucking kill this woman. Yeah. They both wanted to, there was no doubt anywhere within Oz. He was able to go way more into the wolf mindset than he had ever been before. The student becomes the master so quickly. Yes. And he just destroys that girl. And then he starts to go for Willow. Yep. But is stopped just in the nick of time by Buffy, who then also tranks the shit out of him. And Willow has a nice existential cry as Buffy holds her what the fuck else could you possibly do in that circumstance? Oh, God, she's had such a shitty day. (laughs) Right? Oh, my God. Goes from, oh, look, my boyfriend is fucking someone else, to, oh, look, my boyfriend is fucking someone else who is also a werewolf, to, oh, I'm going to cast a spell and ruin their existence, to, but I I still love him, I can't do this, to, holy shit, she's going to eat me, To, oh, look, my boyfriend saved me. Oh, my God, my boyfriend ate her. To, oh, my God, my boyfriend's going to eat me. Hey, you couldn't get that kind of a roller coaster experience if you went to Six Fucking Flags. Right? (laughs) They need to fucking bottle that and make that a ride. Yeah, (laughs) damn right. (laughs) They'd make all the damn money. Oh, my God. But there there uh, has to be a chicken ride. Oh, of course. Yeah, or at least an option to bring your pet chicken with you. What if I'm gonna they rented chickens <laughs> In the, instead of <laughs> instead of those stupid double strollers that look like Scooby Doo <laughs> up at the front? Just real live chickens with saddles you put your kid on them. <laughs> <laughs> we call them chocobos. <laughs> Everybody pay big money. <laughs> Holy God. <laughs> Any, anyway. <laughs> uh, cut to Giles' place where Buffy is telling Giles about the soldier and how she saw those soldiers on Halloween, thinking that they were just in a costume. But that's definitely something that's now on her radar. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> like. and uh, Giles also inquires as to the well-being of Willow and the answer is not good (laughs) no (laughs) Willow's in a very bad place she's kind of fucked up and she should be I mean honestly I thought that there was a little bit of hope for their relationship at the point that he killed Veruca because I thought that was a sign that would have shown Willow how much he cared as vicious as it may be and it sounded like she was willing to work shit out, but we'll get to that in a moment. So, cut to Oz's, where Oz's is packing as Willow comes into the room. Yeah. Have you ever fucked off for life with just one duffel bag that you packed in less than five minutes? Yes. Okay. When I went to Yosemite. I said for life. That was a summer. It was supposed to be for life. Ah, uh, well, okay. Just because I failed doesn't mean it wasn't. Yeah. I did go to Korea with only, like, one suitcase, a laptop, and a backpack. Still. This guy has a whole van at his disposal, and he brings a duffel bag. Maybe there's already shit in the van. He could have been packing for a while before she got there. Yeah. Sure. That makes more sense. But Oz also seems like he could get by very minimalistically. He's a man of resources. All else fails, he plays the guitar, and people give him lots of money. Sure. Sure. He's basically playing the safety card here. Yeah. And also that I need to find myself because the line between being a wolf and being a man is a little too blurred at this moment. I fear for your safety and I'm sorry for what happened. I fucked up. I have to go. Yeah. And it's just fucking heart wrenching when her last line to him is, but don't you love me? His response is. In all my life, I've never loved anything else. Not just, I love you more than anything in the world. Then, and then a cheap dime store novel. No, I've never loved anything else. Yeah. There's even a moment, because he goes out to his van, he gets in, puts the key in, and he goes to start it. And then he stops. And he hesitates. And then he starts his van and drives off. And there's that moment where you're like is he going to go back? Is he going to go back? But no, he's got a movie career to chase. Yeah. And that's a rap on Oz. Garg. Gr- Did I say that sad enough? Angry Panda agrees. That was a sad gr- arg. Is this for me? I must be ready. I need my strength, strength. Nights, I shall walk walking Hold on. You've got something in your How'd you feel about this episode, Josh? Uh. Uh. <laughs> yeah. I concur. <laughs> I should have concurred. <laughs> Why didn't I concur? I should have concurred. Ah, uh, this episode is upsetting and sudden- Holy shit, that escalated quickly. I forgot how fast and out of nowhere this comes. I knew it was fucking coming. I knew it was. Yeah. I even fucking saw the goddamn episode. I'm like, oh shit, it's this episode. And it still hit me hard. I guess to answer your question, I think it's a well done episode. And I'm glad that they at least established Veruca... An episode before, instead of just suddenly there's this woman that Oz is into. Yeah. It still felt rushed. Well, is in three episodes. Was it three? Three. Because we see her once in passing, no lines. Okay. He just looks over his shoulder at her. And then (gasps) last episode. Oh, that was the Halloween episode, wasn't it? Yeah. Or no, 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 no. That wasn't the Halloween episode. That was when he... uh, He was walking down the street, and he sees the soldiers, and he turns over and he looks at the girl, and you were like, I don't want to spoil it for you, but that was some hardcore foreshadowing. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Wow. All right. They did think that shit through. Yeah. Huh. But they still managed to do it in a way that... Sure, they foreshadowed it, but it was still very sudden, and... I think that's just a sign of really fucking good execution. Absolutely. They they definitely had the season arc fully planned. They're not spitballing here. They know how to put a man together. They're not just banging rocks together. They're <laughs> scooping tumors <laughs> out left and right. <laughs> this episode of Beer with Buffy is brought to you by Cave Johnson. Damn right. I'd have to say I really liked this episode. I am mad at this episode. You took away my Oz, but it's a better exit than any other character has gotten yet. Yeah. It's always more painful, but better to rip it off like a Band-Aid in the long run. Exactly. Exactly. And now we get a while of really upset Willow. That's going to be hard to watch. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's a really hard hitting episode and not just because we lose Oz, but because you know i think everybody deals with some form and amount of infidelity at some point in their lives and they could not have nailed it more accurately yeah just the amount of anguish that it causes on both sides for being an episode about hey look werewolves it is a very real episode yeah so what's your quote of the day rex because it was such a quotable episode. The problem is, is none of the good quotes really applied to the story. So my quote of the day is not really a quote. Generally speaking, we pick quotes because of clever writing, clever delivery, good delivery. But I'm picking the moment that Oz yells at Veruca, where he's just, leave now. I'm picking this because... He has been in this show for a long while, and this is literally the only time ever that he has just yelled at somebody. That he raises his voice. And he does it in such a way, if I had been in that room, I'd have been out of that fucking room immediately. You really just should be aware of the anger of a quiet man. (laughs) So yeah, that's, that's my quote of the day. I can absolutely get on board with that. That was definitely a heavy moment, well planned out, and it hit home exactly the way they wanted it to. Yeah, I'm going to go with something that's just a little bit lighter, but still relevant to the overall episode. On the whole, I think, (laughs) (laughs) Buffy says, Exactly. I'm sure Oz is flogging and punishing himself. (laughs) This is sounding wrong before I even finish. And there's more to the line, but it's not related. Yeah, it's it's so good. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's always funny when uh, Buffy or Willow inadvertently makes a sexual innuendo. Yeah. Because I love things that are highly inappropriate. Yes. Oh, thank you very much. Like cocks that are you know chickens yeah, i i got what you meant but i just they call them cocks i'm aware i just i really wish there was a way that i could make my head shaking at you like audible on the mic richard mcloncock the chicken <sighs> <laughs> well this has been another episode of beer with buffy don't forget to follow us on twitter like us on facebook review us on itunes that is the number one way that you can help us. Another excellent way you can help us is to buy our merch. You can always head on over to store.beerwithbuffy.com. You can always support us financially, help us keep the lights on or buy us a beer. If you go to patreon.beerwithbuffy.com. If you have any questions, comments or concerns, you can always email us at beerwithbuffy at gmail.com. Similarly, You can also leave us a voicemail at 269-743-0783. If there's anything you wanted to tell us about or chat with us about, we may or may not air you on the episode if you do that. Or you can send a text. You can also send a text to that number, definitely. As always, big thank you to Benjamin Alexander and Reggie Page for all of our opening, closing, and transitional music. This has been Beer with Buffy. I'm Josh. I'm Rex. Have a good night. we I'm going to pluck a chicken and eat it. Are you going to pluck my chicken? (laughs) No! I make allowances for your years, but I expect a certain amount of responsibility, and instead of which you enslave yourself to this cult. You don't like the color? (laughs) You have a sacred birthright. We've chosen to destroy vampires, not to wave pom-poms at people. Why can't you people just leave me alone? You are the slayer. Go ahead. Pam. I'm a watcher. I I haven't the skill. Oh come on. By appealing. By appealing to your common sense. Common sense. Common sense. But told yourself couldn't be by the light of day. One gallon in all the world. Common sense. One god in all the world. Was um, British wasn't it? We. Wait, what have we done? Wh- why are we watching this? <laughs>